Welcome to Standing in Faith, a series discussing how to stand in faith, being unshakable, immovable, and unwavering, with real testimonies of victory and overcoming, sharing the voice of the divine encourager with how to discern and respond, finding peace, hope, and encouragement in all times, seasons, and circumstances. Today, David and Jeff are going to talk about what it means to stand in faith. So, David, I kind of want to start with faith. Okay. And there's a, there's a scripture that I continually go back to, and I, I just, I love this. It comes from Romans chapter 12, verse 3. It essentially says that every one of us believers has, a, has been given a measure of faith. Right. To me... In essence, when I hear people say, oh, you don't have enough faith, I, it makes me cringe and shiver. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not true. We've been given a measure of faith. Faith is a gift. Right. It's not something that we have to pump up or earn. Right. Right. We've, we've been granted this gift. I also think about faith in terms of honestly— the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. right? He is faithful. It's That's a definition of God himself is he is faithful. So I know as a Spirit-filled believer that I'm also full of faith okay. and can be faithful right. because of him. And, on, and the last point on faith, in, at least in my mind, is Galatians 5.22, where it talks about the fruit, right? The, the fruit right, of, of being filled with and Jesus living in us is the fact that, again, we are faithful. Yeah. So to me, the whole concept of faith, I think we all need to kind of level set on this that you have it already. Well, I think one of the good examples, and it, it, it always has been for me, it, it struck me one day when I was thinking about Thomas and after Jesus had risen from the dead, and uh, he had manifested himself to the ladies and to all the disciples except Thomas at the time. And they were telling Thomas, and Thomas says, "Ah, no way I believe. You know, that's where we get the whole doubting Thomas thing. Well, Thomas, I guess, was just someone who needed to touch and feel and see. Of course, that's not faith. That's just he, you know. Anyway, so Jesus shows up one night. And Thomas is there. And he says, all right, Thomas, come over here. Put your hands in my, put, feel the scars, feel the holes. And then Thomas says, I have seen you. Now I believe. And Jesus said, yeah, Thomas, you have seen me and believe. But rather blessed are those who have not seen and believe. And in that moment, when I saw that, I realized that Jesus was blessing me. I have never seen Jesus. I, matter of fact, when, when, when Jesus walked into my life, I wasn't looking for him. He invaded my world. And thank God he did. I'm glad he did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the, the, thing that, the thing about it was I realized from that moment when I believed in what I didn't see, that's when it sprung in my mind. 
I had this mustard seed of faith. And so any of anybody who believes that Jesus is the Messiah, that he was risen from the dead, you have a mustard seed of faith, which Jesus said can move mountains. And you're blessed with that. Yes. So again, it goes back to faith as being a gift, and it's honestly a blessing to possess. Absolutely. So I guess I want to clarify once again, when I hear somebody say, you do not have enough faith, it tweaks me. I'm like, no, that's not true. I don't believe that God is going to give David more faith than he gives Jeff, than he gives the, any one of our listeners. We all have the same exact measure of it. Now, I do know and believe in my heart that it's up to us to, to work that out, right, to exercise that faith, the measure of faith that we've been given. Yeah, so, it comes down to the word obedience. Now, that's part of the definition of faith. Yeah, absolutely. Because the outworking of faith, in other words, for your faith to mature, let's, let's use the word mature. Yeah. It would be, it would, it, it, it's a matter of what God brings to you and how you respond to that. And do you say yes? I, I, and let's take Abraham. Abraham was minding his own business, living with his family and so forth and so on. And, um, God comes along and says, Abraham, pick your family up, get up, and go. And so Abraham obeys. Now, we don't know what Abraham went through before he finally said yes. But he stops halfway. He doesn't go all the way. And he settles down, you know. Then God comes along again. Abraham, I want you to go to Canaan. So Abraham picks up and goes. Now, all this time, too, God comes to him and says, I'm going to make you a father of, of many nations, and you, your seed will be more than the stars and, and stuff. So, but, but think about the steps as Abraham goes along. He obeys God, goes partway. God comes again. He obeys him, goes all the way. He's there, and, and as a result... God does prosper him while he's there. He becomes, you know, in the land of, of Canaan. Um, and, then, and then God tells him, all right, this. And so Abraham says, okay, now, like, like I'm going to make you a father of many nations. And, of course, you know, Sarah's womb is empty. There's nothing happening, you know. And no children, nope. no inheritance to pass along. Yep, yeah. I'm with you. And and I can imagine what's going on in Abraham's mind is, seriously? I'm, I'm getting well up in age here, and so is Sarah. How's this going to happen? You know, that's the human reasoning. Now, just because you have that kind of human reasoning doesn't mean you don't believe God. But you start to question in your mind, well, how in the world is this going to happen? Let me, let me give you a, a really good quote from Charles Wesley. Faith, mighty faith, 
the promised sees and looks to God alone, laughs at impossibilities and cries, it shall be done. Mm. Isn't that good? I think it's, it's from one of his hymns. It probably goes on and on. But I think for Abraham, the, the, the growth factor, because what it does, it ultimately, you know, finally has Isaac and all that kind of stuff, and he sees God's hand move, and he, you know. I think it was taking him to the pinnacle of it, though, is when God came to him and says, Abraham, take Isaac and sacrifice him. Now, if he hadn't had all those other steps where he obeyed and saw God's hand, I don't believe he could have he could have followed through with what God was asking him to do. So there's your maturing in faith, so to speak. It that's comes, what I mean when yeah. I say working out. Exactly. Right? You need to exercise, maybe is a better word. Exercise. Right? You, you need to use the faith that you've been given. Obey. Uh-huh. Right? That's right. Um, so... Let's then kind of switch over to the verse that I think everybody kind of has in the top of their head, mm-hmm. right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Correct. Right? So when, when I stop and think about that, I'm like, all right, so how can I have faith in something that I don't see? How can I hope for something that I don't see feels easier to me? Right. Right. I, I can hope for something more so than I could necessarily. Well, so when it says things unseen, I want to quantify that. It's my opinion that that's things unseen with your natural eyes. Right. There you go. Although I believe it to be things seen with your spiritual eyes. Mm-hmm. Now, you might need to unpack that because somebody might be saying, what in the world is he talking about? So I guess I would suggest that spiritual eyes would be it's the ability to look into what the Spirit is sharing through your heart or your understanding and become enlightened to it. Mm -hmm. I think a good good way too of thinking about that jesus says i only do what i see the father doing exactly so jesus learned he learned interesting he learned right jesus it says jesus learned obedience by things he suffered okay so jesus learned and so he learned how to follow the father and all that he did but by looking that way so what it simply, I would say, simply would mean for somebody maybe having trouble, I don't see this way, is, is, is to have this kind of a sense that God is saying, okay, Jeff, I want you to do this today. Okay? And it, it may be just something that you sense or feel, or, or it could be any of those. Or you might, you know, you might be someone that sees great stuff or, or not. But for some of you that, that may be wrestling with this, sometimes it's just, it's just an impression that you get that I should do this today. There's something that kind of makes you feel that way. Mm. Well, you might want to obey that, as long as it's not contrary to God's word, like uh, I want you to go over and, and shoot somebody. No, we, no, no, no. That's, that's not going to be God that's speaking to you at all. Um, 
Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father doing, which would have been anything out of consistency with God's character. So anything that you receive should be, inconsist- should be consistent with God's character always. So that's when we're looking at how we hear and what we see. But we're getting way off into another yeah, venue. So Let me pull it back to faith. Yep. So it's the evidence of things hoped for. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. So if it becomes evidence and substance, right, to me, you have this element of bringing something that you only see with your spiritual eyes, right? And what I mean by that is see, sense, feel, hear, know, right? You start to hope for and believe in that, right? Sure. To me, that let's take that back to Abraham, right? So, yes, he was obedient, and I doubt he probably saw what the end looked like. And I doubt he knew the path to get to the end. Right. Right? So there was a substance that was missing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it was his walk of faith, right? His his maturing, as you used, that's a great, maybe that's a better word than exercising of his faith, right? But the fact that he walked that out and matured in it, and clearly it became, it was easier at first, right? And it started to, I mean, it started to become heavier, to have to mature into, right? And it ultimately culminated in, right, having to sacrifice Isaac. Yeah. Right? I think you're right. I think if the first thing had been, hey, sacrifice Isaac, I don't know that he would have been able to do that because he wasn't mature or it had worked it out or exercised yeah. it enough to be able to know right. that he knew, that he knew, that he knew. That it was God. Yep. And what God was asking him to do without understanding why. You know, he didn't, God didn't say do this, you know, for any particular reason, just do it. Faith, yeah, Martin Luther King uh, said this, Junior, faith is taking the first step when you don't see the whole staircase. Yeah. Kind of what you were saying. You don't know. Um, another one by Oswald Chambers is faith is deliberate confidence in the character of God whose ways you cannot understand at the time. So there's a good quote that goes wraps around Abraham offering up Isaac. By this time, he had faith that was that that had become del- just deliberate confidence in the character of God. He knew that he could he could trust God, and I think he somehow knew that before he actually offered up Isaac, God would provide a way. I'm sure that was the hope in his heart that God will provide another way. But I'm going to go through this if this is what you want. Let's recap what we've just discussed. All believers in Jesus have been gifted a measure of faith. Working out and exercising faith is about maturing in obedience. We also talked about faith being the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
Martin Luther King said, faith is taking the first step when you don't see the whole staircase. We're going to take a break now and continue discussing faith. Next time, though, let's also talk about presumption. David and I sure would appreciate your feedback. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please click like and be sure to leave a comment. If you've not already subscribed, please do that and turn alerts on. This way you'll automatically know when we post our next installment. You have our permission to share this podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share with us or a question, you can email us at fellowshipcast7 at gmail.com. That's fellowshipcast7 at gmail.com. David and I would like to bless you with shalom, beyond measure, from the Most High God. May the God of angel armies protect you in all of your ways. We bless your receiving of goodness, kindness, and love as it rises and flows from the throne of the great I Am. May the everlasting Father of lights rise up and shine favor upon you with and in the name and authority of Jesus our Messiah. Amen.